So following on from last week's two accountants, I have the pleasure of welcoming Tom back. So welcome back, Tom. Thanks, Mark. Uh, so as promised, we're going to jump in and look at limited companies. Um, the first thing that we'll be looking at is we'd like to just make some uh, comparisons between limited companies and other structures, primarily sole traders, um, just looking at some of the benefits and drawbacks of each. So what are the comparisons between the legal statuses of them both? So, a limited company is a separate legal entity from its owners. Yeah, and just in respect of a sole trader, the business and the owner are treated as a single legal entity. What's the difference with setting them both up? So, setting up a limited company is a formal process which requires legal work to be completed. So, the, mo the most straightforward limited company would cost between £15 and £30 to set up, with a more complex one being upwards of £1,000. So a sole trader is simple and generally free to set up. Um, there is a notification to HMRC. Uh, other than that, that's straightforward. What is the difference between paying yourself between the two? So paying yourself as a limited company tends to involve a salary, which is linked to the personal allowance set by the government and the remainder being withdrawn as dividends. So a sole trader is um, simple. Uh, they're paid through drawing down on the profits. What is the difference between the national insurance for the both? When operating via a limited company, the national insurance liability <laughs> tends to be triggered by class one on the salaries set for the owners of the entity. Sole traders are charged class two and class four national insurance on the profits. What is the difference with tax returns? So the limited company will have to, in most cases, file a CT600, whilst the director and shareholders of the company will most likely have to complete a self-assessment return also. Uh, a sole trader would just have to file a simple self-assessment tax return. What's the difference in the tax efficiency between the two? So it's very difficult to boil that down uh, for a limited company, but generally the limited company gives the owners of the entity an opportunity to shield profits from high rates of taxation. So a sole trader isn't necessarily of a low tax efficiency or a high tax efficiency. Um, at lower levels of earnings, um, it's generally the most tax efficient option. Uh, and as a sole trader's earnings increase, it decreases in efficiency. Is your company name protected? Put simply, for a limited company, yes, given that it's registered at company's house. So a sole trader, generally, uh, no, um, or it's harder to defend uh, or protect the company name. Of course, in both options, uh, there is the option of taking out a trademark on uh, the business style and branding to, to prevent such an argument as to whom has the right to use a business name. Is your personal finance liability protected? Yes, with reference to a limited company, your personal finance liability is protected. Not outright, but certainly more so, given that the limited company itself is a separate legal entity from its owners. So with the sole trader, that, the simple answer is no. Um, and just to bring it back to limited companies, that, that would be the case unless there's a personal guarantee. Yeah, of course. So ultimately, again, a misunderstood area of uh, insolvency, um, which which tends to uh, tends to trigger this personal finance question. Um, if a limited company um, is is wound up, um, it is possible for the owners to be made responsible for the liabilities of the company, if it can be proven beyond any doubt that the the uh, 
that the the structure of the company or or the offices of the company, i.e., the directors, have run it incorrectly. So, so yes, there is that protection there, but it's not carte blanche. What is a limited company? A limited company is a type of business structure where the company has a legal identity of its own, separate from its shareholders and directors. There are also limited by shares or guarantee, limit the financial guarantee of the members to the value of their investments or what they guarantee. So unlike a sole trader or a partnership, the owners of limited companies are generally not personally liable for the debts of the organisation. An incorporated business means that the company has its own legal personality. Since it's a legal entity in its own right, the business can enter into contracts and can be held accountable for any liabilities rather than the owners themselves. That's quite uh, impressive that uh, that the company has its own legal personality because that doesn't even go for some people we get to meet. So uh, I am impressed that a limited company has that own right. So, uh, so well put there, Tom. What are the types of limited companies? The majority of limited companies are private companies limited by shares, which is a non-public company whose ownership is structured through shares. This type of company can retain profits after tax and distribute these to shareholders via dividend payments. Private companies limited by guarantee are generally not-for-profit organisations. Instead of having shareholders, this type of company is run by guarantors, whose liability extends to the guaranteed amount. Any profits are invested back into the company. Public companies are similar to private companies limited by shares, but they have they must have a minimum allotted share value of £50,000. These shares can be offered for sale to the general public. What are the advantages of limited companies? So following on from the key comparisons earlier, aside from the core benefits of having their own legal entity and protecting the individuals from personal liability for debts incurred by the business, limited companies also have other advantages. Tax efficiency, where profits can be ploughed back into the business rather than having to pay excess tax. Raising capital, where shares can be sold to generate new capital. There is generally more credibility because limited companies are sometimes seen as having more of a professional image when compared to sole traders. Also, once the company name has been registered with Companies House, it cannot be used by another business. Now, Tom, obviously I've just said there that limited companies have a more professional image and that's quite rich coming from somebody that works in the limited company department. I just want you to to, to highlight the point that this is obviously not an anti-bias sole trader uh, podcast. So you, you represent plenty of businesses that, that are, are more than credible and are sole traders and partnerships. Yeah, definitely. We do have a large number of clients who are sole traders or partnerships. Those are both unincorporated entities, yeah. um, and they've got their they've got their benefits in their own right. So, what are the disadvantages of limited companies? So, I mean, one of the main disadvantages for clients, something that people find the most difficult or uh, the most relevant drawback to them, uh, is just the increased level of compliance. Um, you know, a sole trader's filing requirements are fairly simple. It's one annual tax return per year at the moment prior to MTD, um, you know, a company would have a set of account to company's house, a confirmation statement, a company tax return. That is a put off for a lot of people. Yeah, and also on that point, when when you mentioned company's house, there's also that degree of public scrutiny, which of course could be deemed a positive, but um, it's possible for, for anybody to go on the onto company's house if they know the company name or the name of one of the directors, search it, and then from there start some sort of digging process. So you, you are you are open to uh, public scrutiny in a way that as a sole trade and partner, 
that you are. Yeah, I mean, there's a number of businesses that are sole traders and partnerships, and you'd be none the wiser. Yeah. So just one point to cap off the company's house issue. There is a, a further change for limited companies coming through, which will require them to uh, disclose their profit and loss account, which, again, we, we're working with clients and informing them of that. But for some, that would probably be enough for them not to want to do that and, and, and perhaps accept paying additional tax or not quite having the control on the profits as well, because... Um, if a competitor can understand a little bit more about them, that that might not be quite as important as um, as, as saving a little bit of corporation tax or income tax as, as the contrast uh, as may be presented to them. Are the key factors that would need to be considered when deciding between staying as a sole trader or incorporating? So there's a couple of points that I'd probably start with. Um, I think these are the easiest. Uh, this is the easiest place to start from. Um, you probably want to be looking at levels of profit, uh, the amounts of tax that are being paid, uh, the responsibilities of the people in control of the business, uh, and whether personal liability was a major issue. For, for example, if the business doesn't rely on lots of credit, um, limited liability might not bring as much benefit as it would for another business that heavily relies on credit. Yeah. So. A sole trader retains all of the earnings after tax, which is paid via the self-assessment system. So that's your personal tax return for anybody who already completes ones. So this means that, excuse me, that your earnings are entirely dependent on your performance that year. So while there's the potential for large profits, there's also the risk that you won't make enough to earn a decent living. Yeah, of course. There's uh, the, and there's certainly a, a need to understand when you when you have a limited company why why the profits are presented to you in a certain way there's there's nothing more straightforward than somebody saying to you this is your income this is your expenses this is what you made and this is the tax that's due to be paid on it and the rest is yours which essentially is the sole trader partnership uh, presentation of figures where for, uh, for to get the benefit of having a limited company you are in this unique position of receiving a, a, a monthly payslip that isn't representative of what you take and need to live and then presented with dividend vouchers after the year end or around the year end to to ratify the amount that you have taken and this confusion why can't I take that well it's money that you've already had and mm. and it, it certainly re, it, it certainly to go into it and understand it and therefore reap the benefits of it you, you have to go slightly deeper than than you would have to as a sole trader and partnership and, and and rightly so for some people that's enough for them to just say and respectfully say thanks for presenting the benefits but I'd, uh, I'd rather just keep life dead straightforward because that's how I like things uh, and that's not that's not an ageist thing either we we see um, we, we have a broad spectrum of clients across the two offices and it would be fairly mixed as to, uh, to what age range accept and want a limited company and, and those that are happy to remain as sole trader and partnerships. And it's, it's our responsibility to give, give the options and present the difference between the two and then for the, for the individuals, the clients to decide if it's for them. And I, I know that's a process that you, Take uh, take it routinely with clients at Lincoln. Yes, I mean it. It really depends on what people value is the most important thing to them. Uh, I mean, for you know, for some clients, the tax saving is enough. Yeah, that's the that's the convincing factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for some people, limited uh, limited liability is the convincing factor. Yeah, you know, they, they rely heavily on credit. It's a it's a it's an attractive feature. Um, and you know, on the other hand, with the sole trader and partnership structure. Um, sometimes the simplicity of it, the privacy of it, mm-hmm. is the convincing factor that that's that's 
what keeps people in that structure. It's not a hard and fast rule of this is better in this situation and this is better in this situation. It really depends on the context, on the client, where it is that you want to be. Um, yeah, and, and even even going into the point that you decide to do that, most people start their business uh, as an idea and, and, and then sometimes surprised about what comes of that, i.e. the success. Uh, and then with that success, they're wanting to expand uh, their business or or their personal wealth, i.e. Um, buying a bigger house, for example, um, or, or changing car. And, and even down to the moment that you decide to incorporate your entity can can be can be relevant because institutions such as banks, if if you was to go from being a sole trader to a limited company, that can for them sometimes reset the clock as to that existence of the business. And that's something that I feel needs to be understood more when when you're maybe a year or two into your journey and somebody's presenting a saving of corporation tax or, or income tax the comparison comparison should I say um, you need to fully understand that that most people because of this recognition of, of it being a separate entity from the owners will treat that as as the case for for finance purposes and uh, and again that that's something that, that you highlight I believe Tom isn't it as a, as a full picture when when somebody's considering it this could impact things on a on a logistical basis both for the business and both and for the owners of the business, which, you know, in most cases is the same person. Yeah, I mean, it's not always, you know, the most simple consideration. Um, you know, in some instances, it's it's almost the obvious choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you say, on finance, for example, um, individuals looking to obtain a mortgage, um, it may not be the best option. Yeah. Um, it really depends. And, and that's that's something that we can discuss with the client. Um, you know, we can, we can look at the wider picture, we can look at everything and we can see, you know, which option is the best choice. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks for that, Tom. Okay, hopefully that's given you a bit of an understanding on limited uh, companies. So uh, thank you, Tom. No problem. And also thank you, Sophie, for posing the questions that the clients ask. No problem. Next week's topic will be talking about VAT. So that's a goodbye from me, Mark. And a bye from me, Tom. And a goodbye from me, Sophie.